I would just say there's one misperception of our veterans, and that is they are somehow damaged goods. Although if we tell our veterans enough that this is what's wrong with them, they may actually start believing it. Hey everybody, welcome to Dead Reckoning Radio. On this episode, I had the opportunity to talk to Thomas Schumann and Michael Plunkett from PBE Abante. We talked about their mission, the growth they've seen in just this short time, and what exactly the goals of the book club are. More specifically, we talked about the importance of showing initiative and putting yourself out there in order to build a community and for your own personal growth. I hope you enjoy this one. You know what, we were just talking about the need for social interaction with our, our kids, with everything that we're going on with the, the pandemic. Uh, let's, let's just kind of keep going on with that and then translate it into what PBA Bonte is about. Sure. Uh, I, I think the, we are created for connection. And uh, it's, it's, it's more than a want and it's more than a desire. There, it is a, a need to be connected. I think veterans had this incommunicable experience. Whether you've been to combat or not, you've been a part of a team where everybody to the left and the right has said, regardless uh, of your background, regardless of your religion, your political beliefs, your gender, your orientation, we all sitting in this room, in this team, in this squad, in this unit, we're willing to die for one another. And when you are part of an organization like that, and, and I mean, and that applies to our sailors, our soldiers, our airmen, and our Marines, what, what, regardless of kind of what unit you're in, you all would jump on that grenade for, for each other. The idea of you'd all be Semper Fidelis, you'd all be always faithful to one another. And then you, so you have this, this, this connection that is, cannot be replicated uh, outside of the military. And then you have this purpose where you very are directly, whether you're the cook, the adjutant, uh, the submariner, the crew chief, it doesn't matter. You have, you're a part of a team and you are issued a purpose. And you can, you can always connect the dots pretty quickly to see why your mission is important and how it always kind of serves a, a, a bigger picture. And so uh, then you transition, and you're given a DD-214, and uh, said, okay, best of luck. And a, you, you, as you take this piece of paper, and you try to find your new space, it's, it's difficult. And when, when, we, when, I'm, when we've been looking at the latest VA suicide reports, it says that that first year of transition is when uh, veterans are most vulnerable. And, and I, I think it's because it's obviously it's, 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 a, it's, a, it's at the height of change. And anytime you change, it's difficult. You know, anybody that knows that annoying uh, person who studied abroad in Italy for a semester and they come back and they act like, oh my God, it's just, I just espresso, I just can't drink this coffee anymore, right? And it's like, they've, they, you know, they're, it's, they spent a couple months in a nice country, you know, whatever, and then they come back and this, this change is so difficult, right? And so like any kind of periods of change, 
they're they're always difficult. And so I think uh, what we recognize is like, hey, uh, we need to provide a space to come alongside veterans um, and get them connected because it's actually not how many, you know, you, you don't need. 20 people to be, you, you just need somebody that you can sit and feel connected and feels that understands you and they feel like you can trust. And veterans speak this common language. And so we said, uh, let, let's, let's create Patrol Base Abate uh, to put veterans in community and to get them connected, irrespective of their backgrounds. And so that's when we look at what veteran service organizations exist out there and, and what they're doing. There's so many great organizations out there that do provide really good resources for veterans, but they all make veterans fit themselves into a box and put a label on themselves. And they say, you have to be combat wounded. You have to be special forces. You have to have PTSD. You have to be disabled. And in order to qualify for our community, put yourself in a box. And, and what I was thinking is what if I just want to, what if I don't want to define myself? What if I just want to say, Hey, I, I just, I'm a veteran and I would just like some connection. And, and, and we've got Mike here, the, the, the book club captain for PB about And it's like, I am a combat wounded Marine, right. Who likely will have some kind of service disability and probably has some PTS, right. There's a lot of organizations that I could probably tap into. You know, Mike's experience is a little bit different. And, but it, what isn't different is that he has a desire and a need to connect with other veterans identical to mine. And so, you know, it, what makes service so special isn't the combat deployment. What makes service so special is that you are one of the few Americans who said that I am willing. I'm willing, right? Uh, it's the, it's the service. And so I said, let's get rid of the barriers to entry. Let's get rid of all the boxes that you got to check. And let's just say, if you served, come on, we want you on the team. You're eligible. And so uh, I, I think building an organization with a common thread that is just service has, has, has been uh, really flipping the script. And making this the most inclusive model that we can make. And what we're really targeting right now is active duty uh, members. So the, the, the two clubs that we recently stood up, our outdoors club and uh, our mountain bike club. And our outdoors club, we've got, uh, uh, her name's Tiffany. She's, she's leading the kind of outdoorsy, like hiking type stuff. Uh, we've got um, Sam Culberson. She's leading the hunting aspect. And then we have Emma, uh, who is taking the mountain bike club. And all three uh, of these Marines are still active duty. And so what I'm trying to do is, is get a healthy mix of active duty and uh, already transitioned veterans. Because what we need is we need to get veterans into community prior to transition so that we need to get left a bang we need to uh, have some initiative and be preemptive and so that way that if that first year is that most vulnerable year but you've already got 
a community that you're connected into, you know, I, I think uh, that is really going to help veterans during that during that that most vulnerable period. And so, whereas most organizations say uh, you got to like you got to be into what we're into uh, if you want our services, we're saying like, what are you into? Okay, then let's do that. You know, are are you into yoga? Do you, are there three other veterans who are into yoga? PB Abate now has a yoga club. We'll set up an online forum for it, and next summer we'll bring you out to our patrol base out in Montana, and we'll have the, the yoga retreat, right? It's like, are you into gardening? Cool. We got a gardening club now. There's a couple other veterans. One of you needs to lead it. Uh, we'll put a gardening forum up, and you can talk about the best way to aerate sweet potatoes and then next summer come out and we'll and we'll do some gardening out at out of patrol base abate and so in 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 our uh in our emphasis of being inclusive you know it's we'll meet you where you're at and build the community around you rather than forcing you again to kind of uh check any boxes and um so things are moving uh we next month april 29th we'll have a turkey club hunt uh, at in Montana at our patrol base retreat, and that is going to be free of cost for the participants. Uh, they will come up, and we're going to partner always with some kind of subject matter expert. And so we've got backcountry hunters and anglers, Sam Culberson, uh, our hunting club lead. She's going to be out there as well. In June, we are doing Mount Rainier. Tiffany's going to be taking the outdoors club uh, up Mount Rainier. Uh, we've actually got one of the guys here. Today is uh, is he's going to be going up. Max going to be going up, and then we've got I know we've got some stuff that we're talking black rifle today. Uh, so we've got Logan Sark is is, is going to be part of that trek, uh, going up Mount Rainier, uh, and then Fourth of July weekend we'll have our book club come out, and we're going to run three successive retreats. Fourth of July weekend will be the book club. Following weekend will be the fight fight club. Following weekend will be our strength club, and so we're looking at getting three separate retreats of veterans out to Montana. Uh, this summer, and uh, I think that might be a good place to start talking a little bit about the specifics within the clubs and, and kind of what what we're doing and and how that looks. And yeah, uh, Mike, the, the that inclusivity. Um, did you feel it when you just reached out saying, "Hey, I want to possibly do this book club"? Right away, actually. You know, this it all moved very quickly. I just sent an email out. I said, "This is what I've done. This is what I can do. This is what I'm interested in." And it wasn't even two weeks later that I got an email back, like, let's jump on a Zoom call. And I sat down with Tom and Aaron and Mikey, the other co-captain co, uh, of the book club, and we got the ball rolling. And I mean, immediately, I felt brought in. You know, there was no, like, there was no trying to, aside from just some very basic administrative stuff, there was no, you know, trying to dig into my history or have you done this, have you done that? It was like, all right, if you're into this, we're into it, let's let's do it. And that that sense of community is... It's essential. It's essential, if, and like Tom was saying, before even transitioning out, it's establishing that there's there doesn't need to be this dramatic. It's not you're not doing parkour between two skyscrapers. It doesn't need to be that way. It can be a very much just like that was one part of your life, and now this is another part of your life, just another chapter, and it can be very smooth that way. And kind of like with that, like you giving that resume gave you some kind of clout behind your name in some sense, and so like him just kind of giving you that creative control of like hey this is what I want to do with the book club like has that relationship been pretty seamless as well yeah I mean Tom's been very receptive to everything we've put out there and it's you know it's nobody's in charge of everything you know it's very much an open communication collaborative process and we've 
got a whole list of books that we want to talk about. We're very open to ideas as well. We're looking at books that have established legacies already, that have, you know, things that are going, that we, we know people will be, have already probably read, as well as up-and-coming writers who, who are still kind of getting their feet underneath them or just upcoming and finding their own voice. So we're very open to different ideas, and we've had a, had a good, good time so far figuring out just how we want this to look. So is that kind of the goal with it is once a club's kind of up and going and you get the right people in the spot, it's like, hey, you're, you're kind of in charge of this. Just kind of let me know what you're doing. Like, yep. The, the key word is the, the right people in place. And so w once, once someone says, so right now if you go to pbbate.org and, and you go to sign up and you don't see a club that you're into, all you got to do is say, like, other, say what you're into and indicate, do you want to lead it? And it's like, all right, let's just talk. And I'm just going to say, hey, are you actually passionate about this thing? Is this something you want to do? Do you want to serve? You do? Okay. It's your club. Here's, uh, here's how you access the forums. Here's some permissions to kind of control the forum. And, and let's go. And so what I'm doing is I'm applying the Marine Corps doctrine of MCDP-1, which is our warfighting doctrine. And, and, and what we do in the Marine Corps is we like to have decentralized command and control. And we like to uh, operate off of mission type orders where I've given, uh, you know, Mike, the commander's intent. Hey, let's get these veterans connected. I want you to create a community for them and, and make sure it's engaging. Uh, have a return on investment for their experience. Uh, and then I don't want to tell you, I don't want to tell you how to do it, right? I just want to tell you, here's the end state. Get after it. And, and. You know, our, my, my enlisted Marines for the past 13 years have been accomplishing great things without me telling them how to do it, right? Them to say, hey, here's what the battle space needs to look like. And then I get out of their way. And so that's what I, I'm doing with, with my club captains is, hey, here's what we want to see. And I want to get out of their way and let them be creative and take the initiative uh, and, and, and take the reins. And, and the book club is a great example of, of a couple guys and gals who have uh, grabbed the reins and, and created a pretty I mean, a really cool things going on at the book club. We're, we're, we're coming up on our third meeting. We're doing, we've been doing a, a meeting a month. And last, man, last month, um, poetry readings. And, and I mean, you want to talk a little That's bit That's what about I was that. wanting to ask is for people who maybe aren't already tracking. Like, what have you guys, like, the, incep the inception of it, like, at the very beginning? What all have you done till now? Like, what are the actual goals? Because you're saying, like, this is what you're talking about. Like, like what... What is it that you're talking about? What, what are those goals? Yeah, so our first meeting was back in January. We started, we kicked it off with uh, Tribe by Sebastian Younger, which was we wanted to get this idea of a community feel across. And that was a fantastic read to start off with because it just hits, hits, all, hits all the wickets all the way down about exactly tribe mentality, what that means, where, we've, what mo where modern society is at in a lot of different ways. And it's done from a military perspective in a lot of ways. Um, and we had, a, you know, that was a great way to kick things off. This We moved to poetry for February. We had Graham Barnhart, who is a former Special Forces medic. And that was a totally different type of environment where we had a guy who's currently a PhD candidate for, for creative writing, who's actively living a writing lifestyle, having had, uh, you know, a military background. He's transitioned to that, and he's taken on a career, a creative career, full time. And to have him there reading the work, you know, and, and conversing with us and engaging in some, you know, difficult questions and giving us just his, his views on everything from writing to life to his experience in the military was, it just showed you the kind of the broad spectrum that we're able to go from collection of essays and to, uh, to poetry and now 
I mean, coming up this month, we're going to be doing Starship Troopers by Robert Heinlein, which is, you know, a one of these books that has a, a legacy attached to it. It's got, it's a, it was an obscure 1950s science fiction novel, and then it was turned into a cult classic in the 90s with the, the movie of the same name. I mean, I'm pretty sure the first Halo video game descends from that movie. Like, if you look, there's a lot of similarities between the two. So that's a book that there's a ton to talk about with just the legacy that's built in. And going forward, we're going to be looking at uh, a lot of other different writers who are, you know, doing great things as well. Do you have experience doing that prior to doing this book club, other than just maybe talking to people about books? I've never run a book club, no. You know, I, I'm a writer myself, and that's really, I've been, I'm comfortable in workshop environments and discussing works that way, and I was an English major when I was an undergrad, but this is the first time I've ever engaged in an actual book, like a widespread book club on this level, yeah. So, like, that's encouraging, right? Like, you just had this idea, and you just put yourself out there, and he trusted you with it, and then look what's come of it, you and know? And so, like, that's the leader giving the responsibility to the troops, you know, so like that, that totally translates it's essential and i think it's a fantastic example of how that can work when but everybody has to be a willing participant in that you know what i mean everybody has there's a lot of trust that goes into that and there's a lot of dedication and uh yeah but i mean it's a great example and like with that like what's been some of the feedback that you've gotten just based off of the the club in itself maybe not necessarily from each book but like from the club like well, you know, the first, the, we've had a great turnout for the last two, and I'm hoping this next one's looking like it's going to shape up to be a great turnout as well. And people are into it. And like some of the feedback we got right off the bat was I don't feel like I'm trying to be sold anything. I don't feel like this is some sort of superficial networking opportunity. That's, it's just a bunch of veterans sitting around a campfire, a virtual campfire. We're all on Zoom right now, but, you know, talking, talking about what we love. And, you know, what I, the, one of the things I did want to kind of emphasize going forward was the only thing that I heard from some people was like, well, I'm not really a, I'm not a literary guy. I don't really understand poetry. Or I, I wanted to disarm that kind of like mentality as much as possible. Just come in with an open mind. Like if you, if this spoke to you on any level, don't try and, you know, convince us you're a literary guy or something like that. Just come in and talk about it. Why did it move you? You know, this is the idea. It's connecting. We're not trying to put up some sort of Oh, we're we're the book club. We're the we're the uh, intellectual types, or we're a bunch of nerds. Yeah, on, in in our own way, but we are able to, uh, you know, we have this passion, and that comes in all different walks of life from all different backgrounds, and that's how I want to keep it. I want anybody to be able to drop into that meeting and feel like they're a part of it and they're welcome to the conversation. Well, yeah, imagine how intimidating it could be. with saying, hey, this is a book. Let's talk about it, and then people who don't understand story structure or character development or just overall theme. They're like, oh, I just really like the idea that in Tribe, I was a part of something and now I'm not. And it's like, yeah, that's exactly it. And then that coincides with our mission. So that was brilliant for you guys to start with that book. And then that just translates to every other club that you guys have, which uh, with that, like what, what other clubs have been developing in like recent times? Because we talked when you first started it and it was like maybe like three to five at that point. And it sounds like you have like a dozen now. Sure. M Mike brings up, a great point is that it's it is not you know so many i from what i hear i'm you know we're still relatively new into the veteran nonprofit uh space but we we aren't trying this isn't some kind of thing where it's just a network to achieve something else right the purpose is the campfire the purpose is just the on, on a friday night once a month uh 40 to 50 vets are gathering with a with a beer and, and talking about literature and, and no one being judged and no one, it's just like, and that, and that's it. It's literally the, the whole thing we're selling. It's just the community feeling and just the campfire. And so, uh, 
and and you know to 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 my point about like I'm just blank, you know. I can't tell you how many DMs I get from my my kill zone page where people will say, you know, I'm just I was just a air a mechanic. I was just a reservist. I was just and it's like that's that's why we're trying to get rid of this mentality because we've we've somehow convinced ourselves that you're nobody unless you did this deployment or had this tab or had this ribbon and I'm just saying, "Hey, you're not just like you served and that matters and we want you to be part of this. And so I don't care if you just read the book and you just, right, like just hang out around the campfire, you know, and I don't care if you were just uh, uh, the, the admin clerk in the Air Force. You did something that very few other people do and you're welcome here. And, and so um, our fight club is, uh, is, is developing really well. Uh, we've got a, a guy back in Chicago who, who runs a grappling gym there. Um, our strength club, we've got the owner of CrossFit, Joshua Tree, is a uh, sniper from 2-7. He's taking the lead on that. We're really looking forward to getting some folk in, in, in that, that strength club active. And then we, what we're doing is, is we're keeping our outdoors club kind of having subsets right now so within our outdoors club we've got um like hiking backpacking we've got uh fishing that that's moving really well we're, we're i anticipate within the next six months we'll definitely have a, a a fishing retreat um we've got uh the hunting aspect and now we've got the mountain bike aspect as well and so we'll, we'll so long as i you know what i do is i review the veterans sign up list and I see what somebody's into it, uh, what they're into. And again, when someone checks other and then they also check, yes, I want to lead it. All I do is, is a follow up and I say, okay, you, you've now got a club. And so we'll continue to onboard those, those clubs um, as, as, as fast as we have people that demonstrate interest. Like I said, it's, I don't, I'm so tired of, have to fill a certain box and, and and meet a certain label, and that's why I say, you know, just what this this is for you, for the veteran community, and so let let us find a way to to, to meet you where you're at, and where where we've also seen some growth is in our uh, region. So we've got uh, Southern California, we've got a, a PB Abate SoCal, we've got a PB Abate Texas, we've got uh, New York, New Jersey. Um, and Chicago, and what's so great is our, our SoCal version just did their first event last weekend. They partnered up with Recycle for Veterans and they went down to Oceanside Beach and you know, just a bunch of PB Abate guys got together and they went and served their community and pick, picked up some trash on the beach. And, and that's what it's all about. It's just connecting and, and finding ways to serve. And so, you know, our mission is to connect veterans uh, and our purpose you know, so so when a, a mission is broken up between a task and a purpose, so when you when you look at a mission statement, you should be looking for a task and a purpose. Our task is to connect, and then our purpose is to honor the fallen. And and we're starting by honoring Sergeant Matabate. You know, we'll say his name first, uh, but whoever you need to honor, you know, whoever that person is to you, you you honor them, right? And and we're gonna start with Matabate, one of my snipers, and then and and, and but every member gets to kind of come in and bring that person that they want to honor. And so uh, that's where we're at. And, and, and we're going to keep adding regions and, and we'll keep adding clubs as the interests are expressed. I kind of want to 
expand a little bit on that idea of I'm just a, because I see it all the time. And I get frustrated at times when people play that victim card at times. We've talked about that at, at, at times. And it, it is frustrating. But I've also become recently kind of frustrated in this, like, no confidence. And is that just, like, I, I write it within a sentence and I'm like, ah, that doesn't need to be there because it just dismisses almost anything after it. And so, like, people are like, ah, oh, I was just a dude. I'm doing cool things. I want to do this. And it's like, no, man, like, one of the things you learn in public speaking or something like that is credibility and something. Or like, what are your credentials in some sense? And it's like, you don't want to necessarily put yourself into all these boxes, but it's like, at least kind of wear some of them with some kind of pride, even though pride may not be the right word, but it's like, you've done things, wear them and like keep moving forward but like just kind of being dismissive about it to me is like frustrating because it just kind of like lacks confidence and that that self-assurance that like warriors soldiers marines that alike like need to have and maybe that that, that sense of the, the community helps bring that back out of like like I, I like to be encouraging as well as be encouraged you know and so like that that we're just just it, it, it is very frustrating I, I can relate to that I mean, it's if if you look at at least the veteran community from a social media standpoint, you could quickly see why someone would feel a little self-conscious and would feel a little bit like maybe their experiences aren't valid. We see what's popular. We see what's glorified within the veteran social media space. And so, you know, it's the special forces guys. I mean, it's it's it's. It's about one to two percent of the the DoD is in that realm, but it's ninety nine percent of what you see in social media. And so when it when it gets magnified like that, you might think, oh, I didn't carry a scar with a suppressor on it, so I'm just like, it's like, yeah, no one else did either, right? And so it's like, don't worry about it, right? And so uh, I I think that we are so into that which. Again, I love those guys. They they deserve all you know the credit, but not at diminishing the value of service, irrespective of uh, you can't control where you deployed, right? You don't control your deployment cycle, you know. It's like it's just, hey, did you raise your right hand? Then you, then you don't have to say that just right. There is nothing about after after you after you've put your name on a check up to your life there is no you throw the just in the trash right it's uh it's it's all good so i wonder if that plays into like earlier to kind of give a little bit more of your background for you is like you're part of this literary journal right now within your uh, mfa program for your university and we're talking about the trends that you've been seeing in recent uh stories and it's about this identity issue um whether it's a national identity or uh, gender identity or sexuality, all just whatever it might be, but it does translate into the, the veteran community of this identity of either being co totally dismissive of, uh, dismissive of your service because you may not be proud of what you actually did because for whatever reasons, or you do try to amplify it and overcompensate in some sense and, and through other influences that you see through this filter of social media where what seems to be cool about PB Bonte is like, it unveils that that curtain. It's like, no, we are just just regular guys, you know. Like that, this is just what it is. Uh, I think that that identity thing is 
huge within our culture and the veteran community and then our culture within society as a, as a whole. Yeah, no, I, I agree with that. And I think it's, it's cool to see that there's more of a pushback on that narrative. Because for a while, when I first joined, that was, that like I was just a, was a very, very prevalent thing. And it's good to see that kind of, there's more vocal pushback on that. Because I mean, in my experience, I, you know, I've only been around for a little while, but I've met so many people and they don't, as long as you're not walking around pretending like you put the flag up over Mount Suribachi by yourself, like nobody really cares what your MOS was or what, just be yourself, just own your experiences, you know what I mean? I mean, in, in Sebastian Younger's tribe, he talks about other countries where service in the military is pretty much obligated, like you don't have a choice. And like thanking somebody for their service over there is like thanking them for doing their taxes. Like that's just nobody, that wouldn't make sense to anybody. And I'm not saying there's a right way or a wrong way to go about doing it, but it's almost like we get fit into these, uh, these certain types of identities. We get put up on certain types of pedestals and we're carrying also a long tradition of past generations, like the guys who got back from Vietnam and the sort of way, the way they were treated when they first got back. I feel like sometimes we're still feeling the echoes of that. You know, my first thank you for your service came literally 10 minutes after I got off Paris Island, and I had no idea how to react to that. So it's a, there's this constant back and forth of, like, how we should feel in, in those kind of situations. But it's good to see that people are being more vocal about just being who you are. Whatever your experiences are, they were valid. Just own those experiences. You want to add anything to that? That pretty much sums it up, I would say, because it just... We just need to be reminded who we were uh, back during our service and going forward and not necessarily put our identity in our accolades or our failures because when we're talking about writing and everything, like I said, the Vonnegut, like the caterpillar analogy of that's how he saw or the travel the door and saw humanity is from birth to ending and no single moment defined a person, good or bad. It's like, that's kind of the truth. You know, your service, whatever merit it held, was just that one little portion, that, that, that insect in the amber, you know. And so you do continually have to prove yourself to yourself and your peers. And what better peers to keep you accountable than the men and women that you served with while you were in service, you know. So I, I'm, I'm glad to hear that you guys are doing this. Uh, is, there, is there anything else that you'd like to add that... Uh, kind of hints on what else may be in the future uh, for PB Bonte. We're going to continue to uh, increase how many retreats that we're bringing out every summer to Montana. We're going to continue to have uh, different regions of, of PB Bonte growing. And I anticipate that what you'll find is that there'll be some kind of PB Bonte event going on in your area uh, throughout the year. And so it's, it's not, again, it's not just a thing that that happens in Montana. It's 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 a community that's alive and it's well and it's and it's where you're at. And uh, so uh, I I I do uh, I see the mass starting. I see us starting to ap approach a critical mass. And and once we hit that critical mass, I think you'll see a tipping point, and it's gonna uh, you know 17.4 million people are eligible to be part of patrol base about day. We have 17.4 million veterans, and if you're active duty, and if you're a reservist, you're eligible to be part of it. And so, there, and by the way, there are no barriers to entry. You who are listening to this, you're, you're, you come, come on in, right? And so, I think once that message, um, once the awareness starts to, starts to take root, 
because like we started this off, we we're talking about our, our kids needing to connect, you know, and just like it's from a, it's we've had we have this need to connect from birth, and it's just intensified by our service, and we're we're all looking for that connection, and we know that hey, we're veterans, we speak a language, we can trust one another, and uh, and 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 so as more and more people become cognizant that, hey, there's a place that you rate. And, again, and it's not a place just. There is no just in this place. It, you know, someone, we, we posted about one of our retreats the other day and said, you know, are, are female veterans? Yes. It's like, are blank veterans? The answer is yes. The answer is yes, you, you are eligible. Yes, you are qualified. Yes, we'd love to have you out, you know, in Montana and, 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 and join us on the forums. and. So uh, I think that mes- message is is pretty universal and 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 it's gonna it's gonna catch fire. To kind of highlight on something again that we talked about last night, and you said that you weren't even aware about my story, but what I think is also contributing to that just or the devalue of self in some sense is what's great about you naming it PB Abante is. You, you said it in the previous podcast, and anybody that knew him said that he was the soldier, soldier, or the Marine, Marine, like the man's man. Like he was one of the greatest people alive. And I said that's just kind of typically how it goes: is those are the ones who make the the biggest impact and the biggest influences on your life, and then it seems like they're just taken away from you. And that's what happened to me personally. And my first son's named after my buddy who sacrifice his life while we were downraged with Theodore Glendy. So my, my oldest son is Theo. And that name holds weight to me every day, just like Abate will to every person who's involved in this is you I said it last night is when people start wanting to put themselves into those positions for them, thinking that it's like selfless or uh it should have been me rather than them kind of mindset, it's like in my opinion, it's like that devalues what that person really what was and what they did and it was sacrificed for their brothers you know that that's what that selfless love is is for and the resemblance of of christ in some sense you know with no greater love uh than to lay one's life for their brothers you know and so when some person of that caliber shows that they have that weakness or that vulnerability which is their their human life this is what shows the power that they the, the the impact that they made and the influence that they had and so you should be proud and and confident in your ability to live on that legacy that they created through who they were because that's what it always is like you said that that generational uh uh image of the the the, the warrior through vietnam veterans and all these other veterans of our past well we will be veterans of the past someday so how do we pass that torch to everybody else and it's through men like those guys and the men that come after them, lifting up their name, you know. So I, I just can commend you guys for doing it, and it's, and it's really, really awesome. And you can tell that it's obviously speaking to so many people just based off, like you said, you had so many more volunteers right off the bat than uh, people, and now I imagine that's already flipped, which is in these early days. So strong work, you guys. Appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, the biggest, I, I think the biggest misperception is that somehow we're damning Nothing, nothing really can stop us.